Westgate. Nice and warm outside, right? Yeah? <laughs> well, let's worship together. Glad y'all braved the snow. Come on.
last one word You calm the storm that surrounds me With just one word The darkness has to retreat With just one touch I feel the presence of heaven With just one touch My eyes are open to see My heart can't help but believe There's nothing that our God can't do There's not a mountain that He can't move Oh, praise the name that makes a way There's nothing that our God can't do With just one word You hear what's broken inside me Oh, just one word And you revive every dream Yes, He does With just one touch I feel the power of heaven Oh, just one touch My eyes were open to see My heart can't help but believe There's nothing that our God can't do There's not a mountain that He can't move Oh, praise the name that makes a way There's nothing that our There's no power like the power of Jesus. So let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like the power of Jesus. I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like the power Jesus, I will believe for greater things. There's no power like the power of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let all agree. There's no power like his power. There's nothing that our God can't do. There's not a mountain that he can't move. Oh, praise the name. Whoa! 
family. How are you today? It is good to be here. I hate to get, make this announcement. Winter is upon us. Yeah, look at that. How many people are you excited about winter being here and getting a little bit of snow this morning? How many people want it to go away and have a nice 80 degree? Yeah, see, all right. We're just as divided as Ohio State and Michigan. All right. I love it. So it is, uh, it is good to be together uh, worshiping today. If you don't know me, my name is Rob Zimmerman. I'm the lead pastor here at Westgate. And I'm just excited you've chosen to worship with us today, braving the snow and the weather to come out and join us. We have got just a fantastic morning uh, of worship that is planned. And uh, I want to begin especially by welcoming you today. If you're a guest here, thank you so much for worshiping with us. We uh, really hope that you will find Westgate Chapel to be a place where uh, not only are we welcoming and loving and want to invite you into the family, but a place where you can easily and deeply get connected into relationships that will help you and or your family to grow deeper in Jesus Christ. One of the first steps to doing that and to getting connected, finding out more about how to be a part of the life of this church is to fill out a connection card. And so if you see the connection card that is in front of you, I would encourage you to take a moment and fill that out. And if you're a guest with us today, I'd encourage you to hold on to it till the end of the service. And uh, after the service, you can head on out into our main entrance. And out there, we have a guest center uh, with some hosts where you can exchange that uh, connection card uh, for a small gift that we want to give you just to say thank you for being here. But also uh, our hosts that are there would love to answer any questions you have about the church and uh, just continue to point you in the right direction for how to get connected. So please be sure to do that as well, church family, as always, especially those of you that are at home worshiping online. Again, uh, we would love for you to take a moment and fill out the connection card, whether it's in the pew in front of you uh, or at home online, you can click the link below the live stream uh, to do that digitally. Uh, you can also, if you have the Westgate app, pull that out and do it right there as well. But that is a great way also, if you've got prayer requests uh, that you would like our team to be praying for, you can put those in there. And we love the opportunity to pray for our church family each week. And so please uh, take a moment, uh, opportunity this morning to do that. We've got some uh, great things that are going on. Two things that I want to make you aware of specifically this morning. Uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks, we have got a ministry fair uh, that we're going to be doing as a church. We have not done this for a number of years, but on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to fill the atrium with various ministries in our church uh, where you can get connected, whether that's getting connected into them, like into a life group, or maybe your students into the student ministry or kids ministry and learning more about that, but also ministries where you can take a step into serving within the church and kind of learn more about the many places that we have to serve, whether that, again, is in something like kids or student ministries, or maybe that's helping out in a hospitality ministry and taking just a nice first easy step into serving here at Westgate. We have so many different ways to get involved and we would love to make that readily available for our church family uh, to know what is available, especially things like serving and reaching out to our community. So I uh, just want to prepare your minds for that. Again, that'll be Sunday, February 12th, happening before and, and between and after our services uh, on the 12th. So uh, please look forward to that. Uh, as well, we wanted to remind you that today is the day 
of our annual meeting. And so following this service today, we're going to be having a luncheon over in our gymnasium that will start right after the second service. Uh, we have uh, pulled chicken and really great food that has been being prepared for you. And so whether you registered or not, you are welcome to come. Whether you are a member or not, you are welcome to come and join us not only for a fantastic meal, but also for the opportunity to hear more about what God has been doing in our church over this past year. Uh, we're going to be talking specifically in that meeting about our finances. We're going to be talking about uh, just uh, the vision that God has given us. I'm going to be sharing my report with you about what God has been teaching me over this past year as we begin to look forward to this next year as a church family. And so I would love for you to come and to join us uh, for this great uh, time of fellowship together following our service today. Uh, with that being said, our service here this morning is going to be a little bit different than what we traditionally do. We're going to have uh, some time of worship together. We're also going to have some time where you're going to get to hear from the various ministries of our church about some things that God has been doing. You'll get to hear some testimonies and some stories as well. You're going to get to hear some vision that God has been placing on our hearts uh, for our church family as we move into this next year together. And so I hope uh, that you'll be excited to spend this time with us worshiping and praising God for what he is doing, but also allowing God to sow into our hearts how he desires for us to engage in what he is doing, not only in this church, but also in our community and throughout the world. And so before we dive into that headlong together, I want to give you just a moment to stand up and do a little bit of community with one another. Would you find somebody you haven't said hello to yet this morning and welcome them to our service? All right. If you could find your way back to your seat, we're going to continue in our service this morning. I know we could spend all morning uh, talking together. It is good to, uh, to be able to fellowship. You know, um, if you've been with us over this past year, and especially uh, since the fall, you'll know that we've launched into a five-year vision together as a church that is entitled Deep Roots and Broad Reach. And really, uh, this vision that God has given us for the next five years is really centered in the fact that we believe God is calling us as a church family to grow deeper in our relationship with Christ and with each other as a community of believers, believing full well that as we do and we grow deeper together in Christ, that as well, he will naturally develop within our hearts a passion for having a broad reach in sharing the gospel, not just overseas and sending people overseas, not just in our communities, but in our very circles, understanding that God has given us very specific places and people in our lives that he desires for us to share the good news of his son, Jesus Christ, with. And so we are, we are excited this morning to be able to share just a little bit with you about how this vision has been playing out tangibly over this past year, uh, but also some vision as we move into the year ahead. And as I mentioned, kind of the first part of this five-year vision we're calling Deep Roots, having deep roots as a church family. Within this Deep Roots initiative, we've kind of set two large goals for us as a church, that in five years, we would like to see 80% of our church family engaged in life groups, connecting in small group environments uh, with others where we can grow deeper in our faith uh, with God and, and be encouraging and challenging one another. And as well, we would love to see 80% of our church family serving and using their gifts uh, that God has given to them in varying different ways and capacities as we serve 
serve one another and also our community. And this morning as we dive into this section, really, when we talk about having deep roots, what we're talking about is how we as individuals grow deeper in Christ, how we intentionally make choices that will put us in a position to grow deeper with Christ, but also to grow deeper in relationship with each other because we recognize that the very reason that God created his church was to be a place where we would come together not just to worship uh, him and to lift up praises to him, but to be in fellowship and community where we are encouraging each other, where we are sharpening each other and growing deeper with him together. And so this morning, I want you to have the opportunity to hear from some of our staff about their various areas of ministry and how it relates to this idea of growing deep roots. And I'm going to begin with the man with a tree. This is Adam Just, our adult ministries pastor. Welcome him this morning. Here at Westgate, along with uh, Kendra Sankovich and Randy Fall. And I want to talk with you this morning about two things, very exciting things. First one are gates, really exciting. And also, the second thing would be deep roots. So, the first thing I wanted to share with you here's a picture of a city gate. Now, this city gate is a uh, about 9th century uh, BC Solomonic gate of King Solomon. And the purpose of a gate, as because uh, the wall would surround a, a city, you'd have one entrance point, and that would be a gate. And there were a lot of things that happened at the gate, very important things that happened there at the gate. Um, one would be the gate was where the people would be welcomed in. So where people are being welcomed into this city gate um, would also then reflect and show who the people believed that God worshipped within the city, who that God was. So how they were welcomed, the, um, the, the attitude, the, how people were treated. And so another piece, you can go to the next picture. Right inside that city gate were these different rooms. And in the Solomonic days, there would be six different chambers. And one of those chambers would be a, a storehouse of food. And so as a person would come that would be uh, need or come into the, into the city gate, there would be a distribution there that happened. And in that distribution, that would also reveal what the people believed about the loving, caring, hospitable nature um, of that city and ultimately who the God was within that place. And the city gate would also be the place where kings would sit where judges would come and sit, where people would come, we think of Boaz and Ruth, where contracts would be made, where people would gather together to connect with each other. So gates, why do we talk about gates? What is the name of our church? West Gate. Hopefully now here, oh, that's why he was talking about gates. Westgate, we are named after a portion of the city of Toledo that served as the western entrance point back in the 50s and 60s called Westgate. Currently, it's where Costco is. And that point in time, we had a church building there. And for decades, Westgatians, as, as we were, faithfully welcomed people into God's house to worship. 
Back in the 90s, we moved out here to uh, this current location, and I think our hope is still the same, that we are still this gate, this entrance point where people get to come and connect with each other, where people get to realize and see who our God is that we love and worship and serve, and we want to proclaim And one of the main areas we do that in adult ministries is through what's called our guest services uh, ministry. Right now, we have over 100 volunteers serving in guest services. And that starts from our greeters that welcome you. I mean, they are the gate. They are welcoming you here into this place, reflecting who God is, with his arms open, wanting people to come to him to those that serve in our cafe and they want to make sure that you are appropriately caffeinated. To those that serve on our usher team that make sure that if there's any needs that happen in here, they are taking care of things going on in here. And then also our guest services um, table back out um, in, in the main lobby. And no matter what entrance you come in, our, our hope and desire is that as you come into Westgate that you would be received in a way that hopefully reflects who we believe God is. And as you bring folks, as you go out into the community, we get to be the gates that reflect who God is uh, in our community. A second piece I want to talk about are, are, are deep roots. So suppose you go out on a, a walk into uh, down a path in the woods, and you come across two trees. The first tree, you come up, and, and it is sturdy, strong. It has deep roots, and it went through those deep roots. If you try to push it or move it, you can't because the roots are, are just down deep, and that's where it gets the nutrients that it needs to grow and where if storms come, it's not going to get blown over. But suppose you have a tree like this that has no roots, and so it falls over at the slightest breeze. Or push. Paul wrote uh, to the church in Ephesus, Ephesus, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, and he, and he prayed for them. And he said, I pray that you would be rooted and established in love. And that together with all of God's holy people, that you would know how high and wide and deep and long is the love of Christ. And one of the main ways, I think Paul had two purposes in his prayer. The first was that they would be, have deep roots into the Lord. And so, I mean, we're here this morning trying to dig our roots deeper into Jesus. And secondly, he says, together with the Lord's holy people, that digging, putting down deep roots can't be done alone. It can't be done in isolation. And so we here at Westgate, one of the ways, just one of the ways that we want to help all of us have deep roots in a community together is through life groups. Life groups are small groups of of individuals, maybe between 6 to 12. Some of our life groups have 20 people in them. They're quite large. But we have all sizes and ranges where they come together, they share about life, they get in God's word, they support each other, and they encourage each other to have deep roots together. Right now here at Westgate, we have just about 400 of us connected in a life group. Which is a, that's a, a, large, a large amount. And it's, it's, it's 
it's not necessarily to our goal. Our, our hope is that it's really good, but we want to keep providing more and more opportunities. I think the, the better news is we have over about 10 different groups right now that have open space. So if you're not in a life group, there's a sign-up sheet out there or use our app or use our website to get connected, and we'll do our best to hopefully find you a group that you can connect and grow deep roots with. So I want to invite uh, Pastor Rob to come on back out as we continue to have these conversations about how we're growing deep roots um, into the Lord. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. Thank Adam for sharing with us this morning. You know, I, uh, I love this, and you'll see this in our annual report this morning, uh, that our life group ministry, which uh, just over this past year, he mentioned, you know, 400 people being involved. We have that goal of hitting 80%. Just in the last year, we've already seen movement of about 10% from, I believe, 48% up to 50% involvement within our church. And so over these next five years with that goal, it's an exciting movement that we see happening as more people are getting connected and involved. And, you know, one of the things that I have really loved about our church, too, is uh, over the past many months, and we've been doing regularly uh, new people parties where people that are new here to Westgate. We invite them to come meet our pastoral staff. We get to uh, learn about one another, uh, share a little bit about the church. But one of the things that has been so encouraging to me is that we often will ask the question, like, how is it what is it that is getting you connected here? Like, what are you excited about about Westgate? What is it that's caused you to want to connect into this family? And there are typically three top answers. One of them, no doubt, is our kids' ministry. People are really excited about what's going on in kids' ministry here at Westgate and how their kids can get plugged in. There are two other ones, though, that really strike me. The first one that I often hear is how welcoming and inviting our church family is. That when people walk in the door, they feel like it's a group of people that just not only love each other, but love others and, and invite them in. And it doesn't mean that we've arrived and we've hit, hit the mark completely in this area, but what it does help us understand is while we have a space to grow, it is something that God is uniquely creating within us for how we look for other people that are new to the family and we invite them in to this place so that they as well can develop deep roots into community. The second thing that I consistently hear is that people love the biblical teaching of our church, uh, whether it's from the pulpit or whether it comes from one of our pastors in the ministry, our various classes. People love the fact that we're a church that believes that God's word is what transforms our hearts and our lives. And uh, as we talk about having deep roots, that is very much the foundation that this church is built upon. And uh, Kendra Sankovic, who is our spiritual growth director, is not able to be here with us today, uh, but she oversees a lot of these specific areas where teaching also takes place. Our classes ministry that happens on Sunday mornings and throughout the week, our various Bible studies that are happening, our mid-sized communities that happen throughout the building on Sunday mornings before people can get connected and grow deeper in God's word. Uh, as well, we've got uh, various uh, uh, retreats, and she oversees our women's ministry and the retreat that'll be happening uh, a little bit later this year. She is in charge of each of those areas. But one of the exciting things that we've had is, is we have been talking about our classes and our Bible studies and what people are learning, we have been seeing how God is growing us as a community, not just in our knowledge of who he is, but then allowing that knowledge to seep into our hearts and to change who we are and how we live. And I want to introduce you this morning to Chris Tetzloff. Would you welcome her uh, And as she joins me this morning? And... Uh, 
Chris, uh, we love having Chris here at Westgate. She often volunteers uh, in the middle of the week in our office area, and so our staff uh, have gotten to know you well, and uh, we're just excited to have you here. But one of the things that you've been really involved in is in our Bible studies uh, here at the church, and you're actually co-leading uh, this, this time around, which is very exciting. And would you share with us just a little bit about what God has been doing uh, in your life, specifically as you have been helping to co-lead and going through this study, but also what has he been teaching your group as you guys have been studying his word? Sure. Um, <clears throat> for most of my life, I've been very comfortable helping out in the background, not wanting to be up front. So if yeah. somebody said two years ago, I'd be standing up here right. and co-leading a Bible So study. you love me a lot for bringing oh, you up yeah. here this morning. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this has been my dream. <laughs> But um, God had other plans for me. You know, he didn't want me to stay in the background. So he has me co-leading a a Bible study with Lisa Babcock. And on Tuesday morning, we do the women's precept. And not only has God grown our, our Bible study in numbers, but he's also grown our discussions and how we can take what we've learned in our lessons and apply it to our life. That's awesome. So that uh, last year we were studying 1 Samuel and the women were so impacted by Hannah and her prayer, which is in chapter 2, that we've decided to um, donate, gather items, donate to the pregnancy center to bless the women that are there. That is awesome. Is just how your reminds us that as we go in deeper with Christ and with each other, that the organic thing that his spirit does within us is he changes our hearts and move it from, moves it from not just me knowing God, but having a passion to serve God and to serve others. And, you know, uh, Chris, I'd ask you to just share uh, this morning, what would you say to someone who isn't involved yet, either in a Bible study or uh, some other place of community where they could be growing? Just do it. You're going to learn so much more about God and yourself, but you're going to learn how God wants to use you with that knowledge, and you're going to gain friends from your group. Yeah. You know, you'll probably end up being like me and say, why did I wait so long? Yeah. Amen. Well, would you thank Chris for coming and sharing with us this morning? Thank you, Chris. And remind her after the service, it wasn't as bad as she thought it would be. I mean, it's great. You guys are so nice. Well, hey, uh, you know, uh, it's so exciting for me to hear what God is doing in that specific ministry. But another place in our adult ministries where God is really growing deep roots uh, is in our care ministry. Pastor Randy... texted me at 2 a.m. this morning saying that he has come down with the stomach flu. And so uh, he could not be here this morning, so please be praying for him. But Pastor Randy gets to oversee what I consider to be one of the very vital ministries of our church, where we are caring for one another. Uh, Specifically, what does that mean for Randy? Randy serves our church in a number of capacities. He uh, visits people who have been hospitalized or in the hospital. He visits uh, shut-ins. He visits those who are sick, uh, oftentimes taking communion and praying 
praying over them. Uh, he also has the incredible opportunity to lead our uh, Westgate senior ministry that we call Keenagers. And uh, he does such a phenomenal job. Yeah, he does such a great job uh, teaching God's word and leading this group, uh, recognizing that it doesn't matter how old you are, you still have room to grow and you still have room to serve. And I love his passion for that. But also he helps out in a number of ways with organizing some of the serving projects that happen around our facility. And one of those spaces has been uh, with projects that we're specifically doing here at the church with kind of keeping the property up. And uh, one of the pieces of vision that he had over this past year was to go and to really try to get families involved, serving together uh, at our church. And we have got so many incredible testimonies of how families have been coming and serving at our church work days, uh, working alongside of their children. It has been awesome. But what I love is we got people like Scott and Renee Laren, who before we ever even put a vision out like that, God was already doing this in them, which is really, really cool. And so would you welcome Scott and Renee uh, this morning as well? And... Uh, Scott, why don't you just uh, introduce yourselves? How long have you been here at Westgate? What brought you here? Yeah, thank you, Rob. Uh, I'm Scott. This is my wife, Renee. I've been here since about 2004. Renee started coming here a few years before that in 2002. We actually met here at Westgate in 2005, got married a few years later. And during those first couple of years, we actually got the ch chance to witness the uh, construction and commissioning of the atrium and the children's wing. And so we took it upon ourselves to help populate that with five mostly wonderful children. <laughs> mostly, don't tell us which ones. We wanna, wanna build them up. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you know, Scott, uh, when, uh, when you uh, first had the opportunity to serve here at Westgate within the facility, uh, did you immediately see it as an opportunity for your family to serve together? You know what, we did. And, you know, to kind of tell you how we got to that point, though, you know, once we started having kids in the early years, really for the last decade or so, I served as a trustee here, which meant that I got to help take care of the property. Uh, and I would oftentimes come, you know, early on a Saturday morning, you know, as the sun was coming up and just have a couple of hours of just honestly me and the Lord, which was probably my favorite part about it, just being able to think and pray, but also care for the property here in whatever way it needed. And as we got to COVID in 2020, I think we all know that things just kind of shut down. So I no longer had a need to get here, get my stuff done, and then get out to go take the kids somewhere. We had nowhere to be. And so we just decided in, in March of 2020, when I came out here, let's bring the kids. You know, we loaded up their bikes, their balls, their bubbles, their sidewalk chalk. And like all good parents, we said, go play in the parking lot. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, but we had a great time. And so as I was working on the property and, and Renee was just playing with the kiddos, one by one, they came over to me and just asked, like, dad, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Aren't there people to do this? And I said, yeah, it's, it's all of us. You know, we are the church. You know, this is what we do. And so mm. one by one, they joined in, you know, just simple stuff, picking up sticks, you know, helping clear some of the leaves that were left over from the winter, you know, putting some of the, the landscaping stones that had migrated out of the landscaping back up where they go. And it just kind of became our thing. And over the course of those first few months of COVID, we just continued coming out as a family. And, you know, I would do a lot of the heavy work, but they would participate in whatever way they could. And so when Randy um, offered one of those first campus care opportunities to come out and serve, I think it was really targeted towards the men of the church. Yeah. But I thought, you know, not saying to live your life like this, but in this case, we said, you know, let's, let's not ask for permission. Let's just ask for forgiveness. And we came <laughs> with my plus six and we served and yeah. we had a blast doing it. And, and it really gave our kids an opportunity to not only give back to the church and serve the Lord, but also recognize that it takes every member of the body contributing in every way they can uh, to be the church. 
That is awesome. And uh, Renee, I would just ask you, like, how has this strengthened your family? Uh, well, again, to, to talk about that first time we came, it was a comic show to be seen. We got paired with uh, Ryan and April Roth, and they're college-age boys, they're young men, to work at the front sign and, and weed that area and pick up the sticks. And here they are, and they're boys, they're working together as a family, and you know, let's get this and trim that tree, and they're working together. And here um, we had one that was newly potty trained, and we had to make a few abrupt runs from the front corner parking lot to the east door that was open into the bathroom, a couple of those trips, and by the time I was done with that, the six-month-old who we'd propped up in the stroller to watch this needed his morning bottle and was ready for a morning nap. And so we're trying to jostle the stroller while he's being entertained by the five-year-old who didn't have a rake to spread the mulch. So he was using his body to roll the mulch out <laughs> like steamroller. And if you know my son, Caden, you have no problem picturing that because that is him. And here, you know, I'm watching this other family and they're working together. And here we are with this circus. <laughs> but just the hopes of like continuing to train them up and to show them that we can serve. And then a few years down the road, so we're continuing to come. One of the times we came, we were separated. And so different kids were working in different departments. And um, my daughter was hauling the rocks and Pastor Steve later came to her and said, hey, I noticed you were doing that. You worked so hard. You were working so hard. You didn't give up. You're so strong. And she got a smile on her face. And then my steamroller son, steamroller mulch son, um, got paired with Tom Moore. Um, and they were pulling out the dead debris at the end of fall and weeding, which Caden loves to do. And Tom came over to me and he's like, hey, is this your son? I have enjoyed working with him. He's, I've enjoyed talking with him. He's worked so hard. I've just really enjoyed this. And you see Caden just with this big grin on his face, like so proud that he's gotten to be a help and contribute. Um, and so as a parent, not that you want your children to do things for the accolades that they get, but to, to see that they are noticed, that their contribution, even the littlest ones on up, can be part of contributing to the how the church functions, and also to have other people pour into our family and underscore yeah. the lessons of serving. That someone, you know, sometimes the outside word of someone else encouraging them is more important than mom and dad said we have to come today. Yeah, you know, that is awesome. Would you thank Scott and Renee for sharing with us this morning? I mean, guys, as we talk about having deep roots as a church, it is so multifaceted. It's about how we connect into the life of the church, into environments where we will grow deeper with Christ. It's about how we will find ourselves in community with other people growing relationships because we recognize that that is how God sharpens us and desires for us also to effectively grow in relationship with him. But I hope that what you just heard really sticks in your heart as well. Part of being a church that is growing deep roots is not just how we as adults or teenagers or those that are a little bit older are like pouring into each other, encouraging each other, but to recognize the impact that we can have by our example and by our words to pour into the next generation that's coming behind us. And really, honestly, that is the church of today. The impact that we can have as parents by how we bring our kids along helps them to develop deep roots in Christ from a very young age. 
the way that we also, as adults, maybe we don't have kids, but we encourage them to be involved and to come alongside and to recognize that even as young children, they can make an impact is how we help them to develop those deep roots. And not just in saying it with our mouths, but modeling it with our lives. This is the church that we want to be, growing deeper in Christ and deeper in relationship with each other so that we glorify and honor him and that he will transform our heart to impact the lives of other people. Let's stand and let's worship together and offer praise to the Lord as we consider these things that we've heard.
God wants to use you. You are chosen, not forsaken. God wants to use you. Sing this together. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Raise your voice. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Oh, I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's no place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Amen. You may be seated. You know, as we talk about having deep roots, as I mentioned, when we have deep roots in Christ, God begins to do a change and a work in our hearts to be a part of joining him in his mission of sharing what he has done in our hearts and our lives with other people. And that's why our vision continues, that we not only want to have deep roots, but we also as a church family want to have a broad reach, a broad reach in sharing the gospel in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our communities, and really truly throughout the world. You know, we've set some some big goals for ourselves as a church in this five-year vision of saying that over the next five years, we want to reach uh, 200, 250 households. You know, when you begin to think about how many people potentially populate a household, that is a lot of people. That can be an intimidating number. We would love to see 250 people that are over the next five years that are baptized, professing their faith in Jesus Christ. We want to see him moving and working, but we recognize that if that that is going to happen, it's going to require our hearts having a passion for recognizing that every single day, God has given us the opportunity to reach people that he has placed within our own circles, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with, and to invite them into a relationship with him. One of the people that has uh, the most influence in this area, I believe, in our church is uh, Julianne. Julianne is our outreach and missions director here at Westgate, and I believe Julianne is here this morning. Are you in here, Julianne? Yay, Julianne. Right here. All right, so we weren't sure if Julianne would actually make it here this morning. If you don't know, she'd been on baby watch for a little while. Was due Tuesday. We're good still? Oh, no baby. Okay, good. 
So uh, uh, we're, we're praying for her and she has been sick over this past week. And so, uh, but she did create a video for us to hear a little bit of her own heart about what God is doing and where he is leading us in this area of having a broad reach. Let's watch together. Good morning, Westgate Chapel. It's me, Julianne, and I get to share with you um, just some of the fun things we've seen God do at work this year through our church family and outreach and missions. If we go back to what the mission statement of this part of our church is, is that we just want every person to know what the Great Commission is from Matthew, when Jesus invites all his followers to go and make disciples of all nations. And then once we know what, what we're about, what we're trying to accomplish, our church wants to provide on-ramps for you to be able to, to join in, to jump in in knowing uh, what the Word says about making disciples, um, different opportunities to educate and equip, like a neighboring class or evangelism training. We also want to make sure you have opportunities to serve, places to serve. That's why we have so many um, varying partners in our community and around the world as well as people to serve with and sometimes that looks like large events that we all do together and sometimes that looks like opportunities for your family or your life group to serve gathering some friends etc so as we put that into practice and talk about what that looks like as we grow deep with God there is opportunity to reach the neighbors and the nations that's the broad reach that we are talking about and 2022 was filled with so many fun opportunities. Man, when I look back at the pictures of just the opportunities that um, we did together, as well as that you guys have shared with me along the way and the stories I've heard, it's just been <laughs> delightful um, as people have really truly leaned into this posture of neighboring, of reaching the people in their circles um, so that they may experience the love of Jesus as each of us have a different place where we are called and have access to um, really just love people well and share and show the gospel in tangible ways and spiritual ways. After our neighboring, we've been working on reaching our corporate neighbors, Westgate's neighbors, so the neighborhoods around and um, man, again, so much fun from uh, carnivals and supporting students at a local elementary school to trunk or treat, to inviting the nations to come to Westgate that are here for studying or refugees. Um, we have just had a blast welcoming the nations that are here in our neighborhoods. Thank you for being part of these fun events we've had together. And then the last thing is when we talk about making disciples of all nations, we know that we get to participate in missions through praying, sending, giving, going. Uh, and welcoming internationals. And we have had just a very fruitful year, thanks to you, of giving to the Great Commission Fund, um, sending funds to our partners around the world, sending Josh back to Ukraine for the year. Um, we have had two mission teams go out that you guys not only um, supported financially, but just carried us in prayer. And, um, and then every month we pray for our international workers and our local partners and have just seen God come, come to life in those prayers. Not only do um, our partners get blessed, but also we have been blessed. And that's what this whole year has been about. And that's what we're headed for 2023 as well. We thank God for the opportunity to keep doing what we're doing, to keep reaching our neighbors, to keep reaching the community around us, and to keep um, having access to the nations that are both here and abroad because we are the global church. And so I have one story I want you to hear. There's a million stories I want you to hear, but one from my friend Christy that's just a, a part, an example of many of you, of people saying yes to 
not just studying the Bible or staying in, um, serving within the walls, but also going out and saying, God, what do you have for me? Who have you put in my circles? And how do I use my life to um, show and share the gospel? And so please listen to my friend Christy as she shares about what God's been doing in her life. Would you welcome Christy Hennon uh, to the stage with me this morning? Christy, would you uh, just introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got connected here at Westgate. Yeah, so I've um, been at Westgate for about 20 years, which kind of blows my mind, but it's great. Um, I um, have been involved with different ministries, kind of behind the scenes, also with um, middle school ministry years ago, the choir, things like that. Um, about 2001, I talked to Julianne about um, maybe using something else, then uh, I found myself kind of stagnant, not really doing much, so saw that I have an opportunity with international students. That's awesome, and uh, you know, it's interesting as we talk about having a broad reach and reaching our circles, and uh, you know, just to hear what Julianne was sharing about just the awesome things that we hear God doing in so many of you in our church, we also recognize that can be a really intimidating step, sometimes moving us out of our comfort zones yes. and uh, into spaces that we have not been. But maybe would you share with us a little bit of how this past year has also, what does it look like for you? What have you learned about God? And uh, also, how has he been stretching you? So the first step was in 2021, just coordinating the tables for the iFriends Thanksgiving. Um, this past year, Julian, I mean, I work with international students in my job, so I see them on a regular basis. So she challenged me to maybe get up front so they can recognize my face. My, I realized I have an opportunity to show Jesus at work, and then when they see me in this building, it's like, wait a minute, who is, you know, it's unexpected for them. So um, have that opportunity. And so I did meet one particular woman who... Um, she came to the Thanksgiving, and then I met her at the Christmas on Wilford. Um, I was expecting to be there to meet some a group of students, and she was the only one that I was introduced to at that point. So it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, not as much common ground because of the school, but um, it was a great opportunity to talk to her about why I come here. We shared a little bit of a similar um, background as far as church goes, and she was asking what the difference was to to Toledo or to Westgate and um, to grow that conversation and that friendship. That is awesome. Well, would you thank Christy for coming and sharing with us today as well? Thank you, Christy. You know, as you think about this, there are so many ways that God is giving us to reach uh, and to have a broad reach into our lives and into our circles. And sometimes it comes from our work environments or it comes from taking a step of faith into a new ministry. But I also want you to have the opportunity to hear this morning from our kids ministry and also our student ministry about how they are helping to develop our students and our kids to not only develop deep roots in Christ, but then also to have a broad reach themselves and to recognize that God can use them in the here and now today. And so would you welcome to the stage Marlena, our kids ministry director. Voice clap once. We can have a voice clap twice. You guys are way better than the kids. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I am so excited to be here because we have had an amazing year in kids ministry. We have seen so many kids who are part of our church, who are friends, who are neighbors coming, and we have actually seen 12 kids uh, follow Christ in baptism, which was so amazing. If you were at any of our services, they stood right here on the stage and told you all how much 
the Lord means to them and their relationship with him and how special it is. And so that has been amazing. We've seen kids give their life to Christ for the very first time and only time. You don't do it more than once. Um, and so we have seen so many cool things. One of my favorite things that has happened this last year is our Wednesday night kids program. We have seen dozens of kids coming who are friends and neighbors of Westgate Chapel people. And that's like 20, 30 kids who have come and stuck with our Wednesday night program. And that was because they were given a simple invitation. And so I want to talk to you just a little bit about the power of an invitation. Who in here likes to get invited to things? Okay, some of you are like, no, I'm a homebody. Nobody invite me to anything. I get that too. I have days like that. But most of us, we like to be invited. When someone is thinking about their wedding or a baby shower or something special to them, they think about who is it that I want to be here for that really special time. They think about, they write it down usually, who's going to be on my list. They put your name on a card and they either mail it to you, email it, text, however they do it. And they make sure that you know that you're invited because it's important that you're there. And so when we talk about invitation at Westgate, even though those things are important, we're not talking about a wedding or a birthday. We're talking about inviting people to something that matters for all eternity. Something like bringing them to Wednesday Night Kids, bringing them to some, and maybe it's going out to coffee, right? Some people aren't gonna come to our church. But that invitation, if we don't, if there's so many other things we get invited to, but how much more important is inviting them to something that will change their life forever. And on Wednesday nights, which our Wednesday night program is called Wednesday Night Kids, we, again, I said we have dozens of kids that have come. There's several families who have put their faith into action, and they're literally trying to borrow vehicles to get all the kids to be able to ride with them because they've invited so many neighbors. And one family in particular, they started inviting a little boy. They were taking him with them, picking him up, taking him home. A older sibling started coming on Monday nights to the youth program. And now both of those kids are asking us to pray that their parents would come here on a Sunday morning and worship with them. And that is the power of that invitation to transform entire families for the Lord. And so I want to invite you to be a part of that. When we're talking about broad reach, us as a staff, we can only reach so many people. And God has asked all of us to be inviters, to look for those people who are lost and who need him. And we can't do that by ourselves. And in kids ministry, we also need people to actually come and be the ones that love on those kids when they get to come. So this summer, uh, VBS is coming again. I knew that blows your mind. It's coming again, and I can't not use time on a stage to tell you about VBS, but there's going to be a lot of cool, exciting ways to get involved. Even if you can't be here that week, we're going to do like a giving tree thing where you can donate items and help in other ways. So please be looking for those things. Be praying for us because we see so many kids from our neighborhood and our community join us in this room to sing and hear about the best news there is, which is about Jesus. So thank you so much for listening. Now we're going to keep talking about our broad reach, and we're going to have our student ministry pastors, Pastor Dan and Pastor Steve, come out. And thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Give it up for Marlena. Yes. Um, 
This entrance was much better last, I mean, in the morning I ran into that pole, so this was better. Um, yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, she, as Marlene said, this is Steve. Uh, I'm Dan, and I, uh, I lead the middle schoolers, and Steve runs the high schoolers. And uh, he's been here about five years. I'm going on four. Um, and so we just, we love students, and like, we just, it's our passion. And just uh, talking about that, I had some students over my house last night. And once a month, what I try to do is get some students over and we talk about what it's like to be a leader. Um, how do you be a godly leader, like in your school, at church, and your, you know, what, what you're doing at sports and activities. Um, and most of the time we have like a lesson that we focus on. And this one was like, what does it take for a leader to be successful? Um, and what we talked about was it, they, they have a mission. They have something that they're going after, that they're going towards, that they're honed in on, that they wake up and like, this is what I want to do like with my day, with my life. Okay, we talked about first is like the Great Commission. Like that's what all of us as followers of Jesus need to be doing. Then that second mission of like, what's that specific thing you're looking to do? And so we kind of went around the room, you know, we talked about someone wanted, you know, to, to encourage the kids at school, right? Make them feel better. Um, help some of their students, uh, fellow peers to be more respect, respectable to authorities. Um, that's a big issue. And others, kids like, I want, I want to share Jesus with people. Um, and all these other things that they said, like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like this, when I go to school, this is what I'm going to focus on. Um, and it was just super cool to hear them talk about that. But also like I think about us as a church and like, you know, this mission that we're on right now um, with, you know, our five-year vision and what, we're, what we want to do as a church. And so, something we want to do is, right, 250 baptisms, 250, you know, professions of faith. And it's just cool because Steve and I, um, we've been kind of we're going right along with the church. We don't have like our own separate kind of thing that we do with the youth group. Like we are part of Westgate Chapel, these students. We're not off to the side. We're not like kind of off in the background. Like they're here with you right now. We are part of the church. Um, not just Westgate Chapel, but God's church, Big C Church. Um, and something Steve and I have been doing is we do these mission vision lunches where we go and we, just, we talk about what we want to see happen in the ministry. Where do we want to go? What are we heading after? And so we missed this past year uh, because we're still working on the one from two years ago. Um, and it's right in line with what we're doing as a church. And what that is, is kids, students that are far from God, whether that's students that are sitting in this room right now that sing the songs, know what it looks like to be a Christian, go through the motions, but actually aren't following Jesus. Or right, those kids that never stepped foot in church, want nothing to do with God. Like, there's a big spectrum. Kids that are far from God, we want them to be near to God. Like that is our focus. That is our mission. And I believe our church is on that same mission. So we're all going the same direction, which is great. And what we're doing as a ministry um, to, to, to do that, to, to make it happen, is we started this thing called the Alpha Program. And what Alpha is, it's geared towards non-believers. And um, what we do is it's like a video and it's like 20 minutes long, and there's like, it's broken up into three questions. Um, and so each time we get together, we sit down, we watch this video, and we go through the questions. And what it's meant to do is like create this space, this, this area where you can come with people who don't know Jesus, who might not even want anything to do with faith, but like it's kind of open. You talk about things um, like faith, purpose, life, and Jesus, okay? And, and I don't wanna say like, oh, we're just like anything goes, but like we're speaking about Jesus, we're sharing the truth about the gospel, but it's in a way that an unbeliever would want to be a part of it. Um, and so that's what we're doing as, as a middle school youth group. Um, we had to switch up the whole night. Uh, Steve has been gracious, and we just worked so well together. He's like, let's just 
it's okay to switch things up. So we switched up the whole night to be able to do this on Monday nights. Um, and we're just really calling and challenging our students to get out of their comfort zones, ask their friends to come to church, right? Um, and a lot of them have, and it's been amazing, but kids have said no. And so what I invite you to do is like, as you think about us in this alpha journey, and what I've been doing is like asking the Holy Spirit to soften those hearts of the kids that said no so they can come back and give our students courage to, to keep asking and pursuing. Um, and it's been really cool too because the high school students, they're doing it a little differently because they have older humans in their ministry that they can kind of do this, uh, but they're doing alpha groups at their house. Um, and so it's just really cool to see these senior guys. They're like, we're stepping out in faith. Um, we're kind of putting our reputation on the line. We're not really worried about what people think, is, but because I love Jesus, they're saying, because I love Jesus and I love my friends, I want them to love Jesus too. And so they're opening up their house, having food and, and having these conversations with their friends. And so it's just super cool to see our students on board with what our church is doing. Um, and yeah, us wanting to see people say, I love Jesus, I wanna follow him. And then proclaiming to the church through baptism that, yeah, I'm gonna follow him the rest of my life. Yeah, um, we wanna see students far, that are far from God come near. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the heart, right? To be reconciled to God. So I want to, as Dan kind of says that, and, and we could talk about our student ministry growing or all the invites of, of kids that have done it, but I want to give you and, and challenge you with something, something that's a, that's a barrier for, for us achieving this. And so I'm going to show you a, a graph. It's super small. Sorry about that. But hopefully you can see there's a top line that's going down and a bottom line coming up. And this is a study that was from 1972 uh, to uh, 2020. It's just pre-COVID. And that top line is how many Christians there claim to be Christians in the United States. And it was at 90%. Today, that's at 63, claiming. Religiously unaffiliated is that other line. In 1972, it was 5%. Religiously not affiliated. Today, it's almost at 30%. Let me show you one more uh, study. This is from Barna Research. This is a Christian research organization. And that top line, that red line that you can kind of see is going down, um, that is people that claim to be Christians, practicing Christians, that this is how they would categorize a practicing Christian. Identified as a Christian, agree strongly that faith is very important to their lives, and they've attended at least church once in the last month, just once. That from 2000, this is 2000, the just pre-pandemic, the, the stats they had was 45% of Americans fit in that in, 20, in 2000. Today, or pre-pandemic, it's 25%. The other one that's climbing is claiming to be a Christian, but would not say faith is important to them or, and not attending church. Here's what I hope. I hope that number is sobering to you. Um, because what we're seeing is a trend of people, instead of that are far from Christ being drawn near, we have seen it go the opposite directions. And what we see in student ministry is this is happening over and over and over again. And I'll sit up here and I, first service, I could barely talk because I've seen this happen. I've seen us as the body of believers prioritize everything other than this place. And I don't mean just this building, I mean the people of God. We are encouraged in scripture to not give up meeting together, that there's something that when we're here together, the priorities get aligned and straightened out. And instead, man, as families, we make sacrifices for everything, 
for sports, for vacations, for our jobs. And our kids are suffering on behalf of that. They're walking away. And so parents, can I encourage you, if you even if you don't have a child, grandparents, aunts, uncles, set an example. What does it look like to sacrifice for the sake of Christ? What does it look like to put the body of believers as a priority in your life and to show that to students and kids that are coming up? They need that example. Because otherwise that trend is going to keep happening. And then our second we need, as it says in, I think, all the Old Testament passages, the commands to the Israelites to remember God and to pass it on, to set structures up so when your kids walk by this, you remind them of what God has done. We need adults that are willing to do this for the sake of the next generation, that they're willing to live out their life, to show what Christ means, to talk about it, to help them understand, to remember the goodness of God. But that doesn't come quickly or easily. That isn't just being able to, hey, let's get all the students in a room and then let's lecture them. It doesn't happen. It takes relationship. It takes time. And, and so we continue in kids ministry and student ministry that have adults that are willing to sacrifice on behalf of the next generation, that are willing to give up time and vacation days to see Christ's name be broadcast, be transmitted, be influenced into the next generation. I know, I mean, this is, this is our heart. It's, Just like pouring out our hearts, like this is what, like it's heavy on our hearts. Seeing kids walk away from their faith, walk away from Jesus. And this is something that's really personal to me. And like the reason I'm up here today is because of people that invested in me and showed the example of what following Jesus is like. Like I wouldn't be up here if it wasn't for like, first my parents, second my youth pastor who literally showed me what Jesus, like how Jesus pursues is how he pursued me. I tried to stiff arm and push away and he continued to love me and point me towards Jesus, even though I didn't want to do it or didn't want to even see it. But I'm thankful. I wasn't thankful then, but I'm thankful now for how they poured into my life then, even if it didn't seem like I wanted it. And so that's like an encouragement to you that if it seems like it's not getting into their minds, like because of what they did, my youth pastor was the first one I went back to because he helped me remember who I am, who my, my creator is and who my heavenly father was. And so... It might not look like it's paying off now. My, my youth pastor and parents, they didn't see it until 10 years later down the road. It's because of what they instilled in me and put into me and poured into my life. It's why I am doing what I'm doing. So that's just an encouragement, like pour into the lives of the kids around you. It makes a huge difference. So as we close this section, I'm going to ask you to, we're going to just pray. You can pray right in the pew that you're in with the person next to you or by yourself if you want. And here's three things I'd love for you to pray about. Uh, one is that you, would you pray that any barrier or hurdle that's in a student's way, that that would be broken? There's, there's real barriers and hurdles. We have a real enemy, an adversary who doesn't want to see people brought near to God. Would you just pray in the name of Jesus that those, any of those things would be broken? And then would you pray that students would come to know Jesus deeply? And then lastly, would you pray for leaders who would continue to give their lives 
for students? Would they continue? There's many of you that do that. Great job. Don't give up. You will reap a harvest. And then for those that are maybe just thinking about it, would uh, we pray that new leaders would continue to be developed to pour in to the next generation. Would you take a couple minutes and just pray right where you are for those three things?
come on my soul oh don't you get shy on me lift up your song cause you got a line inside of those lungs get up and praise the God is good. Amen. He is so good. And uh, I want to thank you for worshiping this morning. And as we uh, consider what we've heard uh, today, my heart and my hope is that what God will do is that he will continue to take everything we've been talking about and that he will sow it deeply into your own hearts. That as we think about the call that he has placed on each of us to grow deep roots in him and deep roots with each other, that we would have a broad reach of sharing the gospel in our own circles, but really into our community throughout the world, that you would be driven to a place by him as you draw closer to him, as you abide, literally, as John 15 says, in the vine, that you would see that God has placed a call on your life to take another step. And what is that step this morning? of connecting deeper in relationship with him or connecting uh, deeper into community within his body or taking that step of sharing the gospel with those people that he has placed in your circle. My hope is that he will be developing your heart in that area as he develops my heart and the heart of our leadership to be a church that is focused on the things that are most important and near and dear to his heart which ultimately is that we would glorify and worship and honor him with our lives and that we would reach people that will die without him and be separated for eternity. May God sow that into the very fabric of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ and into us as his church. Again, I wanna thank you for worshiping with us today. If there are any prayer needs that you have, can I encourage you that our prayer team would love the opportunity to pray with you today. They are up here in the front. And so uh, please come forward. They would love to pray with you right here or even over, take you over to our prayer room. Uh, but as well, as you are leaving today, can I encourage you with one thing? I would love for you to come and join us in our annual meeting today. Sure, there's gonna be a little bit of business. There's gonna be some bylaws and election of officers, but I'm also gonna share with you a little bit of my heart of the journey that God has had me on in this past year as it relates to our vision and where God is taking us as a church. And so as you leave today, please head on over to the gym. 
grab your kids, grab some lunch, join us, and be sure on your way out the door to grab this. This is our annual report. Our ushers have them at the back. Would love to give those to you uh, as well. Can I encourage you real fast before we go? Uh, grab those little buckets in the center aisle. We're going to take our morning offering. They looked at me and said, you're forgetting. If you're a guest with us today, can I just encourage you, let that bucket pass by. Uh, don't feel any obligation to give. Uh, but if you brought your tithes and your offerings with you this morning, we'd love for you just to continue in that spirit of worship and giving thanks for all that God has done. And as you do so, on your way out, we'd love for you to grab an annual report and read a little bit more from our ministry leaders of what God is doing this year and where he is leading us into the future. And I hope you'll join us over in the gymnasium. God bless you. Have a great week serving the Lord.